Hello there, good evening. Welcome to the National Football Stadium at Windsor Park for this week's Bet McLean Football Show. And we are live. Vico's very excited. Isn't it great? And the guests, David Jeffrey, who won more trophies than I can even count here at Linfield and has taken Ballymena United to a title, perhaps. And Mark Sykes, Glenavon superstar, the best player in the Irish League, in my opinion. Gentlemen, you're both very welcome. We would welcome your questions this evening. So over the course of our broadcast tonight, if you've got a question for any of our guests or for Biko, who would like to say from the start that five out of his six predictions last week were correct, um, and he's feeling very confident. Anything you want to tell us and any questions you've got along the way, uh, just drop us a comment and we'll get through as many as we possibly can throughout the course of the evening. Right, David, first and foremost, you have um, played down a title challenge all season. Now you're second in the league. Brilliant win last night against the Glens. Brilliant win Saturday. Um, how are you feeling? And surely you can't keep on saying, we're not going for it. First of all, Peter, thank you very much to you and to you, Stephen, uh, for the invite uh, to be on the programme this evening. Um, I'm not being coy. We're certainly loving uh, what we're doing. Uh, I'm so proud of the players and how they're going about their, about their business. I don't think we have selected this same team uh, two games in, in a row, so we've been utilising the squad as best we can. But genuinely, 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 um, we are looking at a top top six, um, and if we can get a crack at Europe, the clubs that we're trying to emulate are very much Glenavon, Clif uh, Cliftonville, Coleraine, clubs who over a period of time, first of all, got themselves away from relegation, then started to, to consolidate in the top six, then got into Europe, and then were able to, to get one or two sort of trophies over and above that, and, and now are realistic title challengers. We're still, this is our third full season for Bram McLaughlin and I. So we're, I promise you we're not being coy. We have a good run of form. We're enjoying where we're at, but the title's maybe a wee bit too far away. Okay, you say it's the, th it's the third full season and you've brought so many players in. So I'm really intrigued as to how you've got these boys playing together. We look at the English Premier League. We look at what happened with Ronald Koeman last season at Everton. At, on paper, at the top of the season, what a team. They should be challenging for the title. He lost his job. We look at Fulham this season. It's exactly the same thing going on. I watched Sam Allardyce on Golden Sunday one week talking about him uh, learning his lesson at Bolton when he brought in six new players and he couldn't make it work. So how have you done it with the amount of new faces you have brought in? It's down to the players. Long and short of it, Pete. Um, in our first full season, Brian and I really considered us to have overachieved. We got fourth, we won the League Cup, we qualified for Europe, that was fantastic. The second year, we wanted to try and get a little bit further down the journey, uh, pr probably more quickly. Um, and, and we went about trying to sign the older players with more, more experience and players of proven quality. And what really went against us was injuries. And injuries are part and parcel of the game, but unavailability of players didn't help us. And while we still sort of got in the top six, while we still got to two cup finals last year, we didn't get as, as far down the road as we would like. Around this time last year, uh, Brian, um, my, myself, Paul McAreevy, uh, who, who heads up our, our scouting, we sat down and we looked at the profile of players we would like to bring to the club, how we would like to see ourselves going forward. And we looked again at other clubs. We are, you're always learning. We looked at Coleraine and, and their, their mix. We looked at Glenavon and their mix. And we thought maybe what we need to be doing is, is to look a little bit longer term and go for those maybe younger players. Um, and so we set about identifying uh, the type of player that we'd want to bring to the club. We handed it over to Paul McAreevy. Paul, go and identify. Go and identify, go and, go and pick out, and let's see if we can get these young lads in. And we sign good people who are good footballers. 
And the secret is very simple, Pete. If you sign good people who are good footballers, when you're looking to bring them together and they've a shared vision, then things fall into place. And, and Paul did a fantastic job, obviously helped by, by Brian and, and myself, but the credit must go to the players. And the reason why they're doing what they're doing is because of, of how they're performing. An early question we got on Twitter before we started was from Jared Little, uh, formerly, of course, Cliftonville manager, who's curious about your three-five-two formation and um, why you've gone with that. Anybody that knows uh, Brian McLaughlin and myself knows that we've been rigidly 4-4-2 all of our, all of our days. We would have toyed with, with, with formation sometimes when we're going to Europe, but it was always 4-4-2, and we, and we felt that best suited local players. We, you didn't always have the amount of time uh, on, on the coaching, uh, to, to carry coaching, so you had to sort of be you know, very simple and, and, and straightforward in terms of your, our approach. Um, the 3-5-2 sort of evolved... Uh, over over a over a period at the tail end of the season, and if I'm going to be brutally honest with you, it was no great brains, you know. It didn't take a uh, it didn't it didn't take a brain surgeon to work out that we conceded goals, uh, very, you know, more easily than we should have done, and so we set about trying to put together a shape which would allow us to be defensively more solid, um, but would also allow us to 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 get forward and also to retain the ball, and those were some of the principles that that we had, and we've gone with it and. And, and thus far, it seems to be working. Can I ask you, Davey, is there any title talk allowed in the dressing room? No. And why is that? Because the players must be getting excited about because this. Because I've said they're not allowed to. But you can go top of the table on yep. Friday. So you still won't allow no. it throughout the season? Throughout the season. Well, I can talk about the title, even though David and his players won't. I believe Balamina are genuine title contenders. Three reasons. The first is it's a really open title race. I think any of the top six could win it. I also believe that in David Jeffrey, they've got a manager who knows all about winning big trophies. Did it at Linfield for many years. I'm not sure that he was totally appreciated, maybe by some board members and by some of the fans. But listen, David Jeffrey's a Linfield legend. And third, the players. Years ago, Pete, to me, Ballymena was like a retirement home for Glentorn and Linfield players who were past their best. What David Jeffrey, Bram McLaughlin and Paul McAreevy have done, they've brought in young, hungry players with something to prove. And all throughout the team, these players want to deliver. So I think you're genuinely in the title race, David, even though you maybe disagree. No, and the one thing I'll just pick up on, Stephen, and it's very insightful, is the type of player we have gone for. Young boys who are hungry, who maybe weren't regulars, and 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 who wanted that opportunity, and from when we brought Cahar Freeland uh, until we got say Jude Winchester, I could name all the all the other players come in. They 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 want to be part of something. They 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 also share the vision. Uh, Stephen, you know, we know where we want to get to, and they want to be part of a successful team. But I honestly can't emphasise enough what a great bunch of young men that they are, and they're fantastic people first and foremost. You always talk about baby steps and incremental strides, mm -hmm. right? You've you've taken quite a few big steps over this last sort of four or five weeks. We have, um, because there there is a group of us who are vying for that top six. Um, there's Glen Torn, there's Dungannon, all the Ards, all the, the, the two teams, that's where we see ourselves. 
And the important thing for all of us, for example, we go to Newry on Friday night and Newry will be targeting us and looking to see can they get the three points. And we're going and saying, listen, Newry, we're, we're part of that group. And I'm, I promise you I'm not being coy. The one thing that we have tried to do is then challenge the players against the, the, the established top six teams. We have challenged them against Glenavon, against uh, Crusaders, um, against Cliftonville. And we've said, okay, now this is where we want to get to. These are the teams we're looking to emulate. Here's the teams who are a little for further down the road in, the, in this journey. So can you go and challenge yourself? Can you, you know, really say this is a test? And that's what we've done. And thankfully in those occasions you know, of late, we've got the results. We've had a little bit of good fortune as, as well. We have played, I think we've played particularly well. But there, there is a, a growing maturity. Um, I talked about the, the players have an increasing resolve, a resilience, and now we're looking for sustainability. Uh, uh, and all of that has got to be fueled by an insatiable appetite to succeed. So th those, those have been, we've ticked some boxes, but you've got to tick them over the whole of the season. We're not even at Christmas yet. Okay. So you talk about sustainability. Will you be going and purchasing, doing any business in the transfer window come January? Brian McLaughlin and I spoke no later than half an hour ago. Uh, and again, we'll be meeting tomorrow night, as we do on a regular basis, with Paul McAreevy. And we will be reviewing the players that we have. And we'll be looking at, at can, can we strengthen, where we, where would be best to strengthen. So if, if, if we can do so, we will, we will do so. We haven't got any targets. We haven't got any targets. Fortunately, Mark's under contract. <laughs> I, I was going to say, you can't have sexy. No, 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 I know. G Gary, Gaz, Gary Hamill would absolutely murder me. No, no, we, 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 again, we're going to go down the same route, road before. What, what type of player do we need to help us get better? Because it, it, you're constantly reviewing, you're constantly reassessing, you're constantly, constantly seeing how you're going to go forward. So we, 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 we're this, this process, where it happens on a regular basis, with conscious effort, we're now at the point we're at. What is it we need to try and get further down that road? Okay, we want to bring Mark in. You're very, you're very welcome, mate. Thank you so much for coming on tonight. Um, a lot's been said about you in terms of the calibre of player that you are. We'll get David's opinion in a second. Um, a lot of comparisons have been made with Gavin White and Paul Smith who have come before you, best players in the league and have gone on to play in England. And that's sort of been banded around for quite a considerable period of time. How much does that play in your mind? Um, not so much. To be fair, I just want to be my own player. Um, I prefer not to be obviously talked about as the likes of Gavin or the likes of Paul. Obviously, they were, they were wingers and I play more centrally. Um, I can remember someone was telling me that the last couple of players that I've made it across have been attackers, more so strikers and wingers, and there hasn't really been a, a centre-back or a, a centre-midfielder that's went and made that step yet, and, and hopefully um, I'm that one. Um, obviously, I just want to go out on, on a Saturday and, and impress people, and at the minute I feel like I'm doing so. Um, obviously, I can improve so much more. Um, I think with full-time football, it's only going to help me. Um, I obviously I, I train two nights a week at Glenavon, and I do my own bits and pieces. But um, no, like I say, it, it would be it would be a dream for me to go and, and make it across the water and start playing full time. You're you're such um, an important player in Glenavon, um, and you boys are, are are flying high. We'll go on to what happened on Saturday in a moment. But if you were to go, um, how much would that upset the apple cart in terms of the squad? Um, I'm not too sure. I would say your best asking other people about that, but 
to be fair, um, Guy's always been a massive fan of mine and, and he's always wants the best for me. Um, I'd obviously love to get away um, as much as, as Glen Adams really challenging at the minute and, and we're doing quite well. Um, if there was an opportunity to come up in January, obviously I would, I would be delighted to go and, and hopefully it does as much as, as much as I would like to stay and, and help Glen Avon out that. But at the end of the day, I want to go in and make a career and do as, as, do as, as good as I can. I can answer that question, Pete. It would make a massive difference, or to use one of Davy's words, monumental, because Mark Sykes is a breath of fresh air, not just for Glenavon, but the Irish League. You just watch him week in, week out, and he delivers time after time. He scores great goals, he makes great goals. I know the Glenavon boys love playing alongside you, Mark, as well. I was, I was wondering, Glenavon has been your life, basically, you know, since you, you started out in football. How much does the club mean to you? Um, no, that's it. Obviously, I signed for Glenavon when I was 16. Um, I was playing at a club called Rosario at the time, and they had seen me when I was coming under 16. I went and played a couple of youth team games, and and, and like a lot of young lads, I went straight into reserves. Um, and I was playing with, with players three, four years older than me, and, and was up training with the first team at the time and I've always obviously I've just got better playing my men and now obviously I'm, I'm sort of reaping the rewards playing first team Um, I've been there maybe three years now and I've played close to 150 games if not more so no it's obviously it's it's still being good stead. A lot of talk Mark about Glenavon um, going for the title this season uh, and that has that has been mounting over the course of the last few months is the pressure getting to the squad, and is that is that what happened on Saturday with a, a heavy defeat against the Crews? Um, not so much pressure. To be fair, we wouldn't have spoke about it um, in the changing room and that, and before games. That a lot of I'd done an interview on Saturday after the game, and I was saying a lot of journalists and, and pundits were saying it was a two-horse race, and it was never really going to be like that. Um, to be fair, there's there's six clubs um, in our league at the minute who. Could could easily go and take points each other off each other home and away, and it's showed. Um, I don't know. It's maybe 14, 15 games in this season, and there's been teams have went and beat each other home and away. For we beat Coleraine four one down at the showgrounds, and and obviously Balamina beat us at their pitch, and and we went and took points off Crusaders and and likewise. So there's a lot of clubs that are are going to take points each points off each other, um, and come the end of the season, we'll see where everyone stands. Gary Hamilton said post-match on Saturday that um, you have to get, not you personally, but the team have to get back to doing what they were doing when they were winning. Yeah. So what has changed? Um, I'm not too sure, to be honest. We've, we've sort of done what we've done the whole season. Um, maybe uh, the strikers scoring goals again, and it's maybe not just Emmons, but we need to be more ruthless in front of the, in front of the goal and maybe tighten it up again at the back because um, on Saturday... Crusaders getting getting on goals so many times, and only for toughers, it could have been five or six. Now we know you're one of the quickest players in the league. We also know that you've had to take some heavy challenges. So what's going on in your head whenever you go out onto the pitch these days? Because there's been a few challenges in recent times. I'll just mention Callum Burney's whenever you were at the Oval. Um, and uh, how do you feel about that going onto the pitch? Are you a marked man? Um, I try not let it play in my head. Um, the more I don't react with things the the better I'll I'll be on the pitch if I if I lose my head in the game and it could end up 
I could end up maybe getting sent off myself. And, and like you say, the Colin Burney challenge, um, I think Ronnie came out after the game and said it was a yellow card, so I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we all love Ronnie. I'm not too sure about that, but um, no, I'm, I'm sort of used to it by now, and uh, it's part and parcel with football. It's, they're going to try and, and, and hurt me, and, and at, the, at the end of the day, if, if I can play the, the rest of the game, it'll, it'll not bother me until it's a serious injury, then it'll bother me. What about your international career, Mark? Because you were absolutely outstanding in that amazing under-21 campaign for Northern Ireland. You scored a wonder header here. How much has that meant to you? And I, you want to go on and kick on and be a senior international like Gavin White, like Paul Smith, like Garth McCauley, Liam Boyce, Niall McGinn, all guys who have played in Irish League football. Your old mate Bobby Burns was called up to the squad. So. Is that the next step for you in, in international terms? Yep. Uh, obviously, like you say, you've been through maybe seven or eight players there who have played in Irish League football. Um, and you know what? I forgot one of the best, Stuart I Dallas. Know, I was going to say. Um, no, obviously, you've been through seven or eight there. So um, it is a pathway to go and play at the end of the day, senior internationals. Obviously, the 21s has helped me out um, quite a bit, obviously going away for maybe a week or ten days at a time and, and you're in every morning and you're eating right and you're drinking right and it's it's just sort of an insight to what full time football is going to be like. Um, I obviously I love it when I get away and it's just something different than, than playing part time because um, when you're playing here there's people coming home from work and they're going into training and, and maybe they, they don't fancy it that night because they're, they're tired of that but we're in every morning when we're away with 21s and we enjoy it, like. Davy, I was going to ask you, Pete brought it up earlier on, you've watched brilliant footballers in your time in the Irish League. What do you think of Mark Sykes? I've probably only fully appreciated Mark the night that um, we played Glenavon down at our place and on a dreadful, dreadful evening, uh, his ability really stood out. I think in some ways Mark's journey has been interesting because there was always been a lot of talk about Rhys Marshall, a lot, a lot of talk about Bobby Burns and, and other young players have been around. And Mark is just very slowly, just underneath the radar, just got better and better and better. There's a number of things. One is his technique is absolutely fabulous. His touch is, is first class. If anyone can remember the goal he scored that night, my goodness gracious me, it was absolutely sub, sub, superb. His, his energy, he's a team player as well, he's, he's, not, he's not an individual, he's very much about the collective and is prepared to work for the team. His awareness is absolutely frightening and, and it's, it must be difficult at times for people to keep up with him because he thinks so very, very quickly. And, and just his all-round contra contribution, holistically, he's probably one of the finest young footballers I've seen in a long time. And interesting, when you talk about Paul Smith going and Gavin White going, Stuart Della, wingers, you know, lovely to see uh, uh, all of the talk that's going on. And I know, here's the other thing what I've got to say is, this is where Gary Hamilton deserves an immense amount of credit and, and praise. Gary loves to see young men do well. He'll give them their opportunities and on every occasion he's looking to further the career. Yes, he's got to look after the club, but he also looks after the player. Um, but in terms of Mark, he is a phenomenal, phenomenal talent. And the other thing which is, is excellent about him, he's a good, good, very good young man. This is the Bet McLean Football Show from Cool FM. Our guests this evening, David Jeffrey and Mark Sykes. And of course, we're doing this live tonight, so we very much like your questions this evening. Feel free to drop them in the comment box below and we'll get to some of them which you put in now in a little while. Ethan Redmond's been in touch um, to both of you. Um, he'd like to know uh, your career highlight to date. 
Career highlights of Dave? Yeah. Oh, can, very, you, can, you, can you name one? Uh, very, sim- very simply. Uh, 2005, Satanta Cup final against uh, Shelburne. Um, the famous year of, of, of the Morgan Day, where um, we were beaten over at the Oval. Um, in a game which we should have managed much better and got the result, didn't do so. Uh, we had to go back to the Oval end to get ourselves through to the final. We were going down. I think at that stage, Shelburne had 22, 23 full-time pros. No one gave us a chance. And I mean no one. And we said to the players, listen, you've got to believe you, that you can do it because Brad and I believe 110% you can do it. We had a clatter of blue men who went down who were impeccably, impeccably behaved. I've never had a, 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 an evening like it in my life. And I remember going to bed with the Santander Cup. And that was absolutely fantastic. And then that was a catalyst then for the, for the clean sweep the following year. So Brian and I have been blessed with many, many great nights. But you see that night in, in Dublin, my goodness gracious me, to go down and beat Shelburne, who were flying high, and to do what we did and to play in the, the, the manner in which we did was absolutely tremendous. Pete, I was there that night, and I must say, Glenn Ferguson gave one of the greatest performances known to man. It really was immense, wasn't it? Glenn was, Glenn was everything that we, we, we brought Glenn to the club for. His hold-up play, his strength, his vision, his power. He was, he was just, just a man. He was a colossus of a player. And you had young Peter Thompson playing off and, and playing around him. You had Noel Bailey at the back and William Murphy doing it. I could, I could go on till I'm blue in the face. But Glenn Ferguson was absolutely fantastic. He just, he literally at times I thought he was taking Shelburne on on his own. He just showed no fear in any way, shape or form. And the, the whole side, oh, it was, it, it was a great night. Davey, I can see it in your eyes. Uh, Mark, <laughs> what about you? Career? I know you're very young, granted, but you know, career highlight to date? Um, yeah, like you say, obviously I've had quite a short career so far, but probably out here um, win the Irish Cup against Linfield. Um, I didn't play much that game. I played maybe 20 minutes, but to win an Irish Cup at, at 20 or 19 at the time um, was obviously brilliant and, and we enjoyed it for a couple of days. Um, but I know a lot of players who've, who've played Irish League their whole, their whole career and, and they haven't won the Irish Cup before. So, no, it was nice that day to go out and win it. Um, Carl Wiley says for yourself, Mark, um, your main ambition in the next few years, you've obviously mentioned full-time football, but is there a level you want to get to? Um, yeah, obviously I would like to get away, um, go straight into a first team. Um, I don't want to really go across and, and join a youth team and, and play for maybe a year or however how long before I break into a team so um no obviously either january or in this season i'd love i'd love to get away and and just break in their first team and, and start enjoying myself playing full time and uh jake logan davy um how important have balamina been in in backing you balamina have been excellent um i've got a spay particular brand and i would say this particular tribute to chairman john taggart and to vice chair mr dong sterling the whole of the board, Mr. McBurney, the, obviously the club's main sponsor. Um, when Brad and I went to, to Balamina, it was, we, we wanted to, to work out a working relationship. And we, we talked through how that would, would best work. And basically, we get on with, with doing what we feel we do best. That's coaching players, it's identifying players, it's signing players, it's managing players. Um, and and we, we're allowed to do that. Um, 
the the board chairman and vice chairman been excellent. The supporters have been absolutely first class. To be really honest with you, Peter, did anyone ever think I was going to end up in Ballavina? Because when I used to go as either a player for Linfield or a manager for Linfield, let's just say the welcome was always warm and, and the, 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 the greetings as I was leaving the ground were even warmer. But as, as to a club uh, and everyone at the club, we have been mightily blessed and really well supported. Can I ask one question? Mm. If you ended up, because you said whenever you went to Ballymena, the plan was, long-term plan was to win the league. Mm -hmm. If you won the league with Ballymena, would that be a greater achievement than anything you did with the Blues? Um, that's a very good question, Pete, and, and, and hard to, to, to answer in that, you know, Brian and I were, were so fortunate when people go back and you talk about six doubles in seven years and you you, you win a, a, clean, a clean sweep. Those are fantastic achievements over over a period. The motivating factor, the greatest motivating factor, is very simple. But I mean, I've never won a league title. Never won a league title. So I know when when Brian and I were discussing things with the chairman and the vice chair, you know, when we talked about challenge and our need to be involved, um, that 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 was it. That was simply it. So. If we were able to, to do something for the first time at a club, that would be a pretty reasonable achievement. All right. Let's get into the predictions this week. Biko, talk us through your performance last week. I got five out of six. <laughs> well done. Korean <laughs> let me down. So Rodney Macquarie, if you're watching, what were you playing at your players? They drew 1-1 against the Glens, and I tipped them to win, but I got everything else correct. Uh, let's start off Friday night. Um, Dave, you don't have to give us a prediction, but um, you're, you're obviously away to Newry. Um, what sort of a game are you expecting? I've absolutely no intention of giving you a prediction. Uh, I can tell you now, we played Newry at our place. We won 3-0. It was not a 3-0 game so to speak that, that, that there wasn't three goals of a difference between the two sides we thankfully capitalized on on, on the day newry found uh ross glendening to be to be a great form um i've spoken to a number of people who have visited newry i can remember going there as a player many many years ago i know how tough it'll be i, I watched them one day against crusaders and trying just to obviously build a background about newry and what really impressed me was they're like a brotherhood you know these cubs have come together through for the four or five promotions absolutely fantastic so they will be targeting us and they will see it as, as a very difficult game um, and we'll just see how we go Bigo? it's a real test I think for Balamina I'll tell you why Pete because it's Tuesday to Friday Balamina played last night and it's difficult for any club I don't care if you're Barcelona or Balamina to go and play from Tuesday to Friday so it's tough and also, Newry will enter this match for the first time in weeks in confident mood because they got a good result against Ards last right. week. Mm -hmm. So I think it is a real test for Balamina. I expect them to come through it, and I'm going to go Balamina to win 2-1. Mark? Um, yeah, we went down to Newry uh, at the start of the season. That was probably one of our toughest games. Um, and we were quite lucky to come out with a victory. So, no, I think um, Newry may give Balamina a game, but I think they may be too strong at the minute. Just set up how important whenever we get into Saturday's fixtures, um, Dungannon against Glentoran. And, you know, obviously we know the position Dungannon's in. We see the Glens coming off the back of another defeat. And they were going so well. So, what way do you see that, that, that going on Saturday? The wheels have come off at Glentoran, I have to tell you. Um, and they have to get them back on again pretty quickly. Otherwise, they could get dragged into a relegation race. They're in a terrible run of form. I think their performances maybe have been a little better than their results. but. Ronnie McFall knows that counts for nothing in this game. And 
Dungannon are hitting a bit of form. I watched them at the weekend, Pete, against Warren Point. They play really nice football. And there's a steeliness to them that maybe wasn't there at the start of the season. So I think it's a really tough game to, for Glentoran. I'm going to go Dungannon to win that one 2-1. It's a, it's a frustration starting to um, set in at Glentoran, particularly with Ronnie. I know you got Chapman had a few words at the end of last night's match. No, I don't think so. No, the godfather of Irish League football, he's seen this, you know, many, many times before. And every team will go through a peak and a trough. You know, it, it, it was such a tight game between Glentor and ourselves last night. It quite easily could have been a draw. It quite easily could have been even a, a Glentorn win. Um, so what is key for me is, is, is will be the emotion that are going, going into the game. Obviously, Glentorn have, have had a, a difficult run, a challenging run. They had a really encouraging result against Coleraine last week, but they will be frustrated and they will be targeting the points against Dungannon. Dungannon, you've got to say, where are they emotionally? Fantastic, albeit by penalty shootout, but win against Cliftonville in the, in, in, the, in the League Cup. You know, a trophy they will be striving to, to, to retain. Where emotionally are, are they at? Um, and, and how much can they, will they be able to get themselves back up for it? So to me, it, it's too close to call. I'm going to go two each. Okay, Mark? Yeah, I agree with, with David. I think it'll be a draw as well. Um, Dungannon's obviously had a wee bit of form and, and Glenthorns went the opposite way sort of thing. But uh, no, I think it'll be a tough game and I'll go for a draw. Okay. Uh, Warren Point at home to Coleraine. David, can I just get your thoughts on the way Warren Point are playing football this moment in time? Phenomenal. But I think they've been playing great football all season. I'm going to sound like a broken record. We went down to Warren Point and, and we had a really fantastic day and we won 6-0 and people were talking all about the 6-0 game. They didn't talk about three saves that Ross Glendening had to make and two, two were kicked off the line. You know, it was it was just one of those days when everything seemed to, seemed to click and they play this this tremendous brand of football and if we, we talked about clubs who you look to learn from and you look to emulate i can tell you from last year when we were when, when how warren point we were playing we thought that's a that's a oh can we get players to play that way and that's the truth they there and, and i said to Stephen, their, their manager and i don't know whether he believed me or not um but it has been no surprise and i think one of the key uh, key personnel has been big simon kelly He's a fantastic pro, Mark, you'll know from, from, from Glen Avondez, fantastic pro. But how he has galvanised and got people together, you know, and how they're believing in themselves, I think it is no, mis sort of, uh, no coincidence that they're playing so well since the signing of the young goalkeeper. I'm trying to remember the young lad. Aaron McCary. Aaron McCary. Since Aaron has come in, he's been absolutely fantastic. My goodness gracious me, he was... Here, when he played for Warren Point against Linfield, and he was just stupendous, some of the saves he, he was making. Although, ironically, on the day, I thought he could have done better for the goal, but fantastic goalkeeper. So, there's no surprise how Warren Point are playing. They're a joy, absolute joy to watch. So, give us a score prediction. Who's playing again? Korean. <laughs> and I was trying to be diplomatic here with our, with our neighbour neighbours up the road. They will. They had a, a tough match against uh, Glen Torn last week. Um, obviously, they've had Bradley sent off. He'll serve a suspension, um, but they've other players who will be, be their focal point. Um, three each. Three each. <laughs> I'm going there then. That sounds like a right thriller to me. 
tough one to call this one. Um, as David said, Warren Point, I've been very, very impressive this season. Um, the outfield players have been just as impressive, by the way, as Aaron McCary at times too. Coleraine, though, very dangerous side. I think Rodney McAree's getting something going there. And um, I fancy Coleraine might nick this one, Pete. I'm going to go 2-1 to the bandsiders, even though Owen Bradley's out. And I've got to wonder what is going on in Owen's head these days, because he's now been sent off twice. I believe, this season. So the big man's got to cool down because Coleraine need him going forward. Sexy? Yep, I think uh, Coleraine will be too strong. Um, I'll go for a 2-0 win. So you boys are at home to Ards at the weekend. Colin Nixon obviously is having his problems with Ards um, and you guys are coming off the back of a heavy defeat. So what sort of a game do you expect it to be on Saturday? Um, no, I think we'll go into the game uh, with every intention that we, we need the three points um, massively. Uh, obviously, past three games haven't been good enough. We've picked up just a one point in out of nine, but um, not that it was always going to happen, but we weren't going to sustain um, our winning run um, the whole season, so we just need to get back to winning ways, and, and hopefully Saturday's a good game for it. Pico? It's a massive game for Ards, but I think they're going to be disappointed again, Pete, because this is Glen Avon's time to bounce back. As Mark says, they haven't been great the last three matches, but they're always going to have that blip um, now is the time for them to kick on. I still believe they're title challengers, and I think Glenavon will win this one 3-1. Interesting, and it'll depend on what Ard's team turn up on the day, because when you think of the performances, particularly against Linfield, where you know they're capable of, 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 of pulling those big, big performances out, and I know that's what frustrates, frustrates Colin. Um, Gazi, Gary will be, you know, very much saying, right, this is the line now drawn in the sand, gentlemen, this is now opportunity. We want to get rid of last week's disappointment. Colin will be saying the same to his players because of the disappointment against against Newry. I think given that just that extra bit of, of, of ability and talent within the Glenavon squad, and I'm not being disrespectful, you know, they're Glenavon are an outstanding squad, outstanding side. I probably see Glenavon winning on the day. Gotcha. Okay. Score? 3 1. 3 1. Mark okay. Sykes, Hadrick. <laughs> no pressure. Um, Crusaders, the home to Institute, and you just get a real feeling now the Crusaders are getting going. Haitley scoring again. Um, Jordan Owens got two at the weekend. They're bombing on. They have started their season, and um, Jordan Owens is in brilliant form. Paul Haitley has come to the party. When you've got those two firing, everyone else has to fear what's coming next. Stephen Baxter will be delighted because um, I know he's been quite, quite frustrated, but understanding as well because it has been a tough season for Crusaders. They're getting used to the whole full-time thing. They had a big run in Europe where they were playing two games, and as you know, David, that can take... Um, it's toll on players. So. so Crusaders are on their way back, and I do fear for Institute Paddy McLaughlin, who I have a lot of time for. I think he could be in the end of a hiding. I'm going to go Crusaders to win that one 4-1. Mark? Um, yeah, Crusaders were really strong against us on Saturday. Um, and like I said earlier in the show, it could have been more. Um, I think they'll they'll win easily on Saturday, um, maybe 3-0. Got gotcha. you. I think Crusaders will win, but I think it will be tougher than people will, will, will expect. Um, again, we played Institute down at their place and they gave us a really, really exacting game. Um, and interesting to read David's comments, David Healy's comments, you know, when he talked about decisions on an occasion going with them and, and how they sort of got very much back into the game. And yes, they came out 4-1 convincing winners. But Institute will go there with, with nothing to fear and nothing, nothing to lose. 
Um, so that that will be helpful in one way. Um, I agree with Stephen totally. I don't think people appreciate the impact of, of Europe. And when you're having a couple of games, well, before it was four in total in Europe, how the dip between playing in Europe and then adapting back in again to, to Irish League f football. Also, that the whole full-time 